All right, everybody, welcome back to another week of Ghost in the Scene, certified audio sage podcast, ghost friendly, of course. I'm your host, Gio Chumpatazzi. I'm back with my co-host, Rob Thomas. How's it going, Rob? Gio, it is an honor and a privilege to be on the airwaves today in all of your ear holes today because, you know, I feel at, at peace. I feel like some we're whole again, Gio, because we're we are back with our original co-host that's right you hear the galloping coming down the distance mm-hmm. it's none other did that sound bad i was trying to do galloping on the computer and that might not sound good but we tried the best we could that sounded pretty good hey hey folks i'm here to talk about films great to be back with my good friends geo and rob and Talking about mark the horse finished business some developments and a story that we thought the case was closed, but it's very much still open. Yeah, here's the thing. You know, we've reset our our relationship, our co-host relationship. We were at our each other's throats last time we were on air. And off air, we went to a couple's retreat and we worked it out with our, our therapist. And now we're on speaking terms. We're we're now working together again and investigating movies again. And that's something that's so beautiful that you can take what was ruined by one person and then transform that into something that is is now whole again. Yeah, I mean, really big shout out to Buckabee Farms. It's a special retreat for podcasters who aren't getting along anymore. And um, Joe Rogan and his crew have used it multiple times because things get a little heated with um the roguester so it's yeah. just a great retreat and it just focuses on you know podcasting relationships podcasting power dynamics and you know i mean there's still some things that need to be you know worked out. oh yeah I worked know. out but f- for now we're in a place of peace of harmony of a brotherhood i would say brotherhood. yeah i'd say so Certainly. And Mark, it's so it's so good to have you back, Mark. And for those of you who may be a little bit in the dark, because you know, we've had some listeners kind of come and go. This is this is Mark the Horse Luffler, um, you know, icon of of the show. Uh, we took on some really powerful films to begin with. And you know, I'm glad that we have our powers back because this is one of our early, early investigations that came back. We thought, you know, we, we buried it in the ground, but it is rearing its head. It's rising from the grave. And it's something that, you know, needs all of our power. And, you know, it's great to, to be together with all of you to, to, to tackle this again. And I'm glad we took the retreat, you know, be locked. You know, sometimes you just got to be locked in the room all around one microphone. Mm-hmm. Right, because we record this show remotely, and it's it's not the same experience of being locked in a room around the same microphone, and just hashing it out. I have to have a big bone to pick with Joe Rogan, okay? And this is strictly because when we went to the retreat, there are so many carved hearts in all of the trees. Joe Rogan and Jamie, J and J, right? J plus J equals forever. I would see everywhere. And then somebody did an upper decker in one of the toilets. And I can't say that it was Joe Rogan. I can't say that because I don't know his stool. 
I haven't been in the sewers of, under his house yet, but it smelled like a podcaster's and he was the last person to, to be there. So I, I know stand up is, is part of his job, but come on, man. Well, I mean, it's also, it's all the ayahuasca and ketamine. It just makes your, you smell. That's true. You know, that's the, one of the problems. Your butthole diameter does widen when you're on both of those at the same time. It happens. It's tough. Do they call uh, that like um, shaman flipping, right? Or something like that? Shaman flipping, yes. Let's get to the matter at hand. I mean, I don't want to over... Yeah. I'm a guest. No, no, no. You're, you're not wanna... a guest, okay? You're a host. You're just a... You're, you're the prodigal son, Okay. But this it's it's like a it's like a, a tale and, and and a story that we have to repeat over and over again to drill into the fact that yes some people are podcasters once in a great while but that that's that's a great emphasis on great okay because you are great and you are an investigator and actually you took the lead before on this whole thing Paddington Two was your baby that's my my brainchild and I've been following it closely. Um, so what happened is recently, um, Roger Ebert took another look at Citizen Kane and he said, you know what? Fuck this movie. I don't like it. I don't like this movie at all. And gave it a, not a great review. He didn't like it. He mentioned that there were no talking bears in that film. And, you know, that's kind of the thing, like. When I'm working with youth groups and we do a movie night and I show classic films, I always have to kind of start out with that. Like, hey, guys, this is an older film. There are no talking bears. And a lot of the times, especially with the younger kids, they're like, what? Boo. So boring. Boo. Like, I want to watch a talking. I want to watch um, Brother Bear. I want to watch Country Bears Jamboree. Yogi but Bear. Fine. It took us a while in the history, you know, they're not cinephiles like we are, right. and they don't know how these things progress from mostly just talking people to talking bears, and we're working on um, talking fish, and maybe even, you know, talking... Wow. Yeah, it's going to be pretty interesting. There's a new movie coming out called Brave Little Toaster, and there's the toaster talks, so that's, I mean... I, I, I don't believe that. I don't know about that. Well... It's a new, it's a new era, new decade. So, got lots to look forward to. Yeah, it, I mean, sorry, I'm just gonna say, just like about you know, I, if anyone could do it, I guess it's Pixar because, like, I when I look at a toaster, I don't see any mouths on the toaster. So, I'm I'm really curious to see, like, how they can they can make this toaster talk. Yeah, we'll see. But I mean, okay, so NASA scientists on the payroll, so you know that's some big big brain thinking. So I don't know. Some I'm not a scientist. I don't know how you would even go about that. I agree with you, Rob. I don't see a mouth on the toaster. I don't see any face. So it seems they got their work cut out for them for sure. It's just a design issue, I think. I think if if, if someone were to design a faceplate with a face, I mean, it's called a faceplate. If they were just were, was more creative, they were able to be let loose. Because I think the thing is, here's a problem, okay? 99% of all of our, you know, stuff that we buy from stores have been put through wind tunnels and have been chosen to become aerodynamic. For some reason, they want 
you know, just in case we're, we're in an airplane or something and everything falls out, they want everything to be, you know, be able to not fall or spin or something. So they make aerodynamic toasters instead of letting the engineers make actual faces to make it easier for the animators. If they could just do that, I think a lot of problems would be solved for sure. But it's not meant to be. It's not Anyhow, meant to let's be. Let's get to the matter at hand. Um, yeah, real, real quick though, real quick, real quick. Yes. Citizen Kane. Let's, I mean, okay. Let's take out the equation of the, the bear thing because okay. I'll give it to them. They didn't have the, the technology. They would have happened to gotten a live bear. Yeah. I mean, Kane is supposed to be a bear, right? Let's just say that up front. So when you yeah. next time you watch Citizen Kane, like, it makes no sense. The movie absolutely makes no sense unless you understand that Kane is a bear. Yes. I mean, that's the central metaphor in that Citizen Kane was all about William Randolph Hearst. And what? William Randolph Hearst funded the movie because he said, wow, are you guys going to have... A me be a bear and they said yes we're gonna do it but they ran out of money and afterwards um william randolph first all his newspapers said this isn't good and he trashed it but people still loved it because it was the closest thing at that time in the history of cinema to a talking bear that audiences have seen i have a i have a hot take on that but maybe maybe i'll i'll, I'll let you guys dig a little deeper into this hole before I I give my my point of view because I feel like what what you guys are saying is totally valid, right? Definitely he could be acting like the bear, but also I'm seeing a lot of other things. Mm. But um, I mean you're right, you're right. Definitely uh, William Randolph Hearst was a big part of it. I just feel like if you look at it from a modern lens, you'll see things a little differently. Mm. and a bear can be different things right a bear is not just an animal yes grin and bear it or um sexual like a sexual bear is, is what i'm talking about like a sexual uh -huh. bear okay interesting um okay. i mean I'll, I'll i'll just jump into real quick then do you guys know about the wrestler kane yes he's a bear right no no argument there he's a giant bear of a man yes now, kane is from hell he's a wrestler from hell his brother is the undertaker mm. who is an undead man who also buries people for free as a charity the tombstone that he gives to people i know tombstones usually on the cheaper side run about 500 dollars. he gives those out for free maybe two or three times a match. So that's charity right there. But Kane is from hell. I'm just saying, if you think about what this movie is about, right? Rosebud at the end of the movie is being set aflame in flames, going to hell, right? Citizen Kane, like you said, it's a bear. Kane, the wrestler is a bear and his I mean, name is Kane. And if we're going sexual, I mean, Rosebud, that's kind of like just like an anus, right? That is an anus. Yeah. Oh my God! It, it was a little dirty, and I think Roger Ebert watching it was like, "Okay, one, there's no talking bears. Two, this is dirty. I, I don't like it," which I can respect. And 
I mean, let me just preface this. Like, I hadn't seen it the first time we talked about it, but I am a Paddington head. I am a born again Paddington head. I have a Paddington 2 t shirt, Marmalade Man, Paddington 2 teddy bear. I mean, it's a beautiful film that people are going to talk about for generations. I mean, what they do with this bear is wow. He's you, going to shops. You didn't have this um, this point of view last time. Last time it was a little slanderous, I think. Yeah, I mean, they their marketing campaign. What you know, what they had that bear do to get. What did uh, they have that bear do? You know, just remind remind them. Bit. The bear was pleasuring critics. He was doing some sex work on the DL. So while the critics would go in for a screening, they'd bring the bear in and the bear would ensure that the critics had a pleasurable time at Paddington too. So it was, it's kind of a cheap move. I mean, James Cameron did it with Titanic. Um, So it's been done before, but you know, I was, I was pretty frustrated about that, but I watched it without a bear. Well, I watched it the first time I watched it. There was a bear who came in and helped me out and ensured my time was pleasurable. But then I double checked. They, I went in and saw it again, and the animal handler was getting ready to bring the bear into the theater. And I said, "No, no, no!" I had to put my hand Mm. up and say, "Nope." At this time, want to enjoy the film, and it was great. Really enjoyed the songs. The bear sings, which is really great songs. Um, there is um, the song "One Brave Bear," which just it's it's a showstopper. Really, really good four part harmonies, like wow, like pet sounds kind of stuff. Pet sounds, exactly. So literal, literal pet sounds. It's great. Like this is the new. This is the greatest film, and you just you can't. I, you'd, it would be impossible. If you ask any cinema professor, they'll tell you now. It's like, it's Paddington 2. It's, you know, it's a new century and it's for, you know, this new generation. And I think maybe when Brave Little Toaster comes out, that might be, that might even trump Paddington, but we'll have to see. Can they pull it off? But I think it's exciting. I am looking forward to it. It's out with the old, in with the new. Yes, agreed. And not only that, but it's also the the tone has shifted, right? We no longer need people pretending to be animals. We have animals to do that now. We've given yeah. them their own agency mm-hmm. and we've let them, you know, take the helm of so many things. So whenever you've seen a horse on screen, you're looking at a human being in makeup, horse face. Right. And that's been a stain on cinema. And I think Mark can attest to that. You know, you're not called the horse for nothing. This was about horse rights, horse advocacy, because they weren't allowed on screens. You know, humans were taking their roles. Mm -hmm. And they did the the thing that I always saw and like looking at it through a modern lens, they'd have these two people one would be the bottom of the horse and one would be the top of the horse. And it's like, what does that say about horses? That like you need two people to be a horse? 
Like that's not a good representation of a horse. Right. Like a centaur. Yeah, it's it's not okay. And then one person has to be the bottom. And no one wants to be a horse's bottom. It's just I, I don't know about that. I, I would I would. would. Okay. I just I I just don't think it's very PC anymore to Right. Or not like anymore. Horse. Remember when kids used to play with like the horse stick, and that, that really led to a lot of anorexia within horses because that was just shown as oh the ideal God. horse form. Yes, and it was an impossible beauty standard by big Hollywood, and we've learned. And I think you know horses are accepted for their bodies, and that's great. That's beautiful. All horses are beautiful. All and believe all, all horses believe. When, when when they neigh. That's for sure. Here's yeah. one more thing about horses. When you put peanut butter on their lips, you can get them to talk to you. That's science. Go try it out. Go for it. Peter Pan, hopefully. They they might even fly. Mm -hmm. Peter Pan uh peanut butter. So yes. Horse, you know, horse lives matter. All horse lives matter. All animal lives matter. And Paddington Two has not only it's a British it's a British movie. Not only is it a horse thing, we're talking about royalty. We're talking about you know across the pond, Liverpool. We're talking about the Beatles. Yeah. Yes. And Marmalade. I think they the Beatles had a song called. Mr. Marmalade, right? Or something like yeah. that. Lady Marmalade, I think. Lady Marmalade. I read that the director, actually, his plan was to get the Beatles to record a song for Paddington 2, but then he realized, he found out shortly after that half of them were dead. And kind of... Or, or three-fourths of them. Paul's dead, too. Yeah. Um, and he didn't want ghost bands, which is really prejudiced, too. So we still have a long way to go. And that's part of the reason why we do this podcast. Well, yeah, awareness is is the ultimate goal, but also, you know, getting people to understand that the the casting crew doesn't matter. You know, it's about the finished product, mm -hmm. and they don't have to be alive. Yeah, what's 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 wrong with? you know with having ringo in in the studio alone getting possessed by by john by george mm -hmm. he can be a one-man band exactly and, and like Paul. think about poor humphrey bogart he hasn't gotten a role in over 50 years and he's a great actor and they're just like oh he's dead he died a long time he's still a good actor even if he's dead that's really sad he should be in a marvel movie he should be in a Marvel movie. Why? Like, give him a speaking role. Why isn't he Rocket Raccoon? I don't know. You know? I mean, I know Bradley Cooper's great and all. Like, don't get me wrong. We love Bradley Cooper on this show. But you're right. Humphrey Bogart deserves a second chance, a third chance. I agree. Being dead should not be, you know, a deterrent to your employability. In fact, no. you know, ghost nannies... Are, are are coming into vogue and i think that's something that we need more of yeah i agree wow well, so that's that that's a, a a beautiful kind of tail end to, to this paddington investigation 
why yes, is I, it at a hundred percent? Can can we all okay? So like you said, he stopped giving BJ's for for likes or for good reviews, so, and we kind of left it there, right? We and then now Roger Ebert comes out, talks shit on this movie. Mm-hmm. Citizen, Citizen Kane. Kane. Citizen Kane. He loved Paddington too. And then now, like a year later, two years later, it's back in the news as the best movie of all time. So what happened? What changed? What's going on here? You know, just people are realizing what a great film. And, you know, people are, their tastes are kind of maturing. And it was kind of a sleeper hit. At first, people were like, huh? But now it's like, you know i've always said citizen kane is like for babies yeah exactly it's a baby film it's a baby film and you when you mature when you grow up you start watching movies like the joker paddington 2 the hangover 3 mm-hmm. mars needs moms P- people don't realize you got to watch the hangover movies in reverse mm. so that it gets better each time you know <laughs> do it well, I think we covered a lot of ground and really just got the word out for acceptance and positivity. Yeah, um, more horses in, in film, real horses. We can tell, we see the seam lines, guys. You know, CGI can only go so far, but we can tell when, you, when, when you're, it's two humans in a horse costume. Yes. You see, and I, and I think we covered a lot and I something to look forward to for the future because for a long time, everyone held up Citizen Kane as the standard because as we said, technology could have only gone so far at the time. So it was the best they could have done at the time. I think Paddington 2 is also a benchmark. Like we said, it's not as far as they could get. You know, it doesn't have Humphrey Bogart in it. It doesn't have Sidney Portier in it. No full it frontal. Have That's the weird Weird part about no full frontal. Uh, there's a lot of things that are still missing, but at this moment, it's the best that they can give us because it's a step towards progress. So, you know, in another 50 years or so, Roger Ebert's probably still going to be writing reviews because hopefully it will be inclusive enough that we'll have ghost reviewers. Oh, yes. I, I mean, I'm, I don't want to like, you know, give a, a, a kiss of death to Roger Ebert. You know, it, I know you listen to us as well, Roger, and, you know, I'm, I'm not wishing your demise, but let's be real. You might be a ghost in 50 years. Yeah, and people out there are. Don't don't get it twisted, Roger. We might not be your enemies, but you have enemies. There are witches that hate you and they want you dead. And we're not going to assist them, but we're also not going to stick our necks out for you either and, and get on the chopping block ourselves. Sorry, Rog. But here's the good news, Roger. Like, we know you're still going to be writing. And as a ghost, you know, you'll have a different perspective as a ghost than you do in your, your mortal body. And you realize, oh, wait a minute. You know, like that marmalade, you know, is, is no good anymore. It, it's soured. And there'll be another film to take the mantle. Maybe it's the Brave Little Toaster at that point that we say, yes, now, now this, is, this is excellence. This is just, yeah. Yeah. Once I get a good face on that. Guys, I have breaking news. Just in, Roger Ebert was found dead in 2013. Oh, no. Just happened. 
Well, that actually is makes me confident because I think as this news comes out, people are going to be like, oh, we've already been getting ghost reviews. Exactly. Like, what's the big deal? I mean, is this a Mandala effect, though? Because I, I swear, Roger was just like over at my house like the other day. We had talking to do about whole... how great he's feeling. And he was not a ghost. All right. We've been doing this show long enough. I would have known if he was a ghost hanging out at my house. You know, he, we had a beer together. Ghosts can't have beers. Like, it will go right through their body, quote unquote, because they don't have a body. It's the perfect time for our, our ad segment, Simply Safe Ghost Home Edition. There, there are um, certain carcinogens that a ghost let out, um, like smoke that is inaudible. Uh, you can't smell it. You can't see it. And yet we have detectors, Simply Safe Ghost Edition. And you can implant them in your house, and you will know if there's a ghost in your home. Mm-hmm. And I think the issue that I have, I've had to turn mine off, is that it's going off night and day. It just, it's always on. Totally. So, um, Simply Ghost Edition, you'll know if there's a ghost in your house, but also there's always a ghost in your house. Mm, make some friends. Some friends, yeah, sure. Some of them, absolutely. And I and I have mine, of course. And it did not go off when Roger came in. So there's something else also going on here. And I'm I'm not even sure if we saw the same Paddington movie. Maybe that's it. Maybe okay. We we have to do a Mandala episode again because we've done one before, but we've also done a Paddington before. So fuck it. Like we like we have to revisit some of the things that we've talked about because if we don't, nobody's gonna remember how genius our takes are right because i I saw paddington too and it's like it's like this newspaper reporter like talking to people that knew paddington he like ran for office at some point owned a newspaper Mm -hmm. and like whispered marmalade or something yes that was a great film you're getting that that was citizen kane what no citizen kane's about the bear guy that we're talking about, he gets adopted by a family and he steals a pop-up book. Yes. Allegedly steals a pop-up book. Right. I mean, I, I, I didn't finish Citizen Kane. I thought it was a little, a little, a little bland for my Dude, taste. It's for babies. So I just, it's, it's for babies. So I just assumed that he was guilty. Hmm. Yeah. I guess you're right. I got those two confused. It's easy to do. And I see why those two are at the top of their game because they're so similar. They're super similar. But that was like, you know, that was what was huge with Paddington too, is it just, you know, really looked at the American dream. And Citizen Kane was just kind of a silly movie about a bear in a book. You know, and I mean, I think it's an allegory about going to hell and and being being Kane, you know, the actual Kane. Yeah. But I mean, that's I'm I might die on this island alone here. But I think there might be some people that agree with me. Shout out to me if you guys agree with me just shout out in your car if you're just out there just yell my name geo go ahead um but mark coming back and and being able to revisit an old investigation it's like a cold case and this is like you know like a cold case file that we were able to solve the puzzle finally and it's Mm -hmm. like the puzzle was in your back pocket the whole time that last piece and you brought it out and I think the whole world is, is a better place now that you did that. I want to thank you for that. You're very welcome. It was great to be here. Um, great to see everybody. Um, just great to get those issues out. 
Yeah, this whole environment, this conversation has just been so sweet, so nice. Um, you can tell that the therapy, the group therapy is working for all of us. And this is just a, a PSA to all of you guys. You know, go to therapy, go to a camp retreat, play games, trust falls trust over falls. Zoom, mm-hmm. work. Wear each other's shoes. Yes, literally. Take off your shoes, swap them. Mm-hmm. Walk a mile. Yeah, or find like they have these these houses and they're shaped like shoes and there's an old woman who lives there and you can spend the night there with her children and that really helps you just bond and like focus on the important things. Absolutely. So, uh, Rob, thank you so much for, you know, for for being our rock, you know, because I think the thing is when Mark and I bicker, you know, we always kind of go to Rob and Rob will kind of calm us down and bring us back to the fact that, you know, love is love. love and is sometimes love. passion, you know, can get heated, but that doesn't mean we don't love each other. A horse is a horse. Of course. Of course. I mean, it's just those simple mantras, really, you know, no matter what's happening, just it's good to have a third person in the room just to remind you, mm-hmm. you know, a horse is a horse. A horse is love. A horse is love. Um, where is the love? Where is the love? If What's I wrong love? with the world, mama? People acting like they ain't got no mama. That's the problem. People are acting like they ain't. I well, mean, I, I am. For days. Yeah, we, we can talk about this forever. But um, everybody, we want you guys to stay in the scene, okay? Keep your eyes on the screen. Like, just notice the shift now, right? There, there's going to be, t- there's talking animals. Get ready for, for ghosts, more ghosts. I mean, we've already talked about this phenomena. There's more paranormal in film and media than ever before. So look out for Brave Little Toaster coming out soon. The, you know, the, the sleeper hit. We're going to say that's going to be the next uh, Paddington 2. Mm-hmm. And just stay informed. Thanks, Fred. Thanks, Mark.